You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. It's high noon somewhere. So, it's high noon for Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. And it's not really high noon. It's later than high noon because I decided to get back home before recording this so that it would have this beautiful audio quality as opposed to the AirPod audio quality, which is not as good, which means I didn't waste my money on this beautiful audio quality. So I guess we can all be happy about that, but I still have very low audio quality on Twitter. In fact, 
I am still in the Twitter dungeon. And I have now been in the Twitter dungeon for 29 whole hours out of the 12 I was supposed to serve in the Twitter dungeon. And I got the extra 13 hours plus more because I appealed my sentence to the Twitter dungeon and the Twitter lords and judges and executioners have not granted my stay. So I am still shackled, barred from the internet. I have been evicted and exiled from the amazing tool of internet communication. 280 characters of angry internet at a time. Twitter. Oh, Twitter. It's not so bad being in the Twitter dungeon, actually. I quit Twitter for like nine months before I started preparing to do the podcast again. And, you know, Twitter is actually really helpful for a lot of things. Um, If you follow the right people on there, you can learn a lot about the world and get yourself far better news and information than you could ever get by reading news on, you know, Apple News or the New York Times or the Washington Post or anything like that. Um, But even the aggregators are not as good an aggregator as you can be yourself just by curating a good Twitter feed. And so I had done that. And not only was I following a bunch of more prominent media figures um, on both sides so that I could get a fairly decent view of what's happening out there. But, you know, through the whole pandemic, I actually found quite a few really smart, interesting people doing a lot of hard work on data. Um, And that guided a lot of the coronavirus information I was then able to use in the making of this very podcast, but not today's episode because I've been in the dungeon. So hopefully I'll get out of the dungeon. I decided not to delete my tweet. I could have had my account back right away, but there is nothing wrong with my tweet. I did not share any information about voting. So I certainly could not have shared misleading information about voting. I shared a simple opinion about why Democrats quote unquote own the black vote in response to a Vox article about that very subject. And apparently you are not allowed to point out that the reason Democrats own the black vote is through race baiting and manipulation of voters. But that's what really goes on. And I can really back that up with facts. So I'll be goddamned if you're going to stick me in the dungeon for that. And if you are going to stick me in the dungeon for that, I will go on a virtual hunger strike, just like Jill Biden is virtually traveling to Wisconsin today, which used to just be known as not traveling. You can't virtually travel. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But for real, Joe Biden really traveled there so that he could meet a prominent rapist and 
his racist father because the rapist got shot seven times in the back by a police officer. So that made it okay for Joe Biden to meet his racist father and then for Kamala Harris to go and meet the rapist himself and say that she was very proud of him for, uh, I guess, getting shot after fighting the cops, after fighting the woman who had a restraining order against him. And I would imagine that this restraining order was probably to prevent things like him sticking his fingers inside her against her will, but not if you're a Democrat. So Jill Biden, now the wife of Joe Biden, or as Joe Biden calls her, Joe Biden, uh, she's virtually traveling, which is basically the equivalent of watching porn and saying that you're virtually having sex. So that's where we are in terms of our seriousness and maturity and the things that don't count as lies in 2020. Can we get Daniel Dale to fact check that? Or the weirdo and his porn star wife or stripper or whatever she is at Snopes. Maybe they could fact check that too. Did Jill Biden actually travel to Wisconsin? They would probably call it mostly true. Well, while it's not true that Jill Biden actually went to Wisconsin, it is true that she virtually traveled there. So we rate it mostly true. This is where we are. The big news out of Hollywood yesterday is that we now have race quotas for the Oscars. But it's okay because they're woke race quotas and not simply racist race quotas. So you see, you can actually be racist and a rapist as long as you are a Democrat. And the funniest thing is that these things are no longer even divided anymore by the principles or morality of the act. They are only based on the identity and political leanings of the actor. And I don't even mean Hollywood actors right now. I mean, people who are the ones acting in the verb sense. But it's okay to be a racist and rapist actor as well, as long as you're a Democrat. And the funny thing is that your political leaning actually outweighs your identity too, okay? So if you are Robin D'Angelo, the white author of White Fragility, you can be racist, overtly racist, in the most heinous, racist, race essentialist way, and white, as long as you have the right political point of view. So a hero is what I'm saying. If that didn't come across already through the description that she is a hero, it is undoubtedly true that she is a hero. I mean, who but a hero could get paid $6,000 an hour to tell fellow white people that they are racist? That is a heroic act. 
The funny thing about these social justice Oscars, though, I mean, the whole thing is funny. It's the most preposterous thing ever. And so let's go through a few funny things, I guess. One of them is that people care less about the Oscars every year. Less people watch them. Fewer people watch them, I should say. Fewer people watch the Oscar-nominated movies. And so the Oscars have continually lost relevance and declined in stature over the last 10 or 20 years to the point now where we expanded the Best Picture nominees, expanded the actor categories, and then even tried to make space for terrible movies like Marvel films. People actually tried to make the argument that Black Panther was worthy of Oscar nominations. Because, of course, you know, race stuff. It's not because it was a good movie. It wasn't a good movie. And even if it was good for a Marvel movie, it still wasn't a good movie. They are dumber than comic books because comic books are for kids and for adults who still like to connect to their childhood, which is also fine, by the way, until you become obsessed with it. And then you are just a child, you know, trying to continue living out your childhood through adulthood, which used to be known as really fucking pathetic. But now it's okay because they are virtually practicing their adulthood. And if it's virtual, now it's real. So they're virtually traveling outside of their mom's basements and virtually having sex with virtual adult women or men or thems. But the social justice Oscars are not even really workable. I mean, what is this even supposed to mean? Are we going to impose like the one drop of blood policy that used to determine whether or not someone was black and therefore a, a target, an eligible target for racism, able to have their rights taken away? Are we going to have to actually make arguments about who is and is not a minority? And then once we do that, because minority categories, by definition, are going to be the ones that have less people in them. And since there has been no slowdown to the number of identity communities that we can create to then confer minority status, what's stopping anyone from becoming a minority. I'm half Italian. Okay. Does that get me anything? I'm part Native American, or at least that's what my, my grandfather says, and he did the whole family tree. But that was before the age of Ancestry.com. So who knows? Maybe it's wrong. Maybe I am Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren tried to steal minority status and she was thought of as a serious nominee for the anti-racist party's nomination. You can't be a nominee for a nomination. Well, I guess that's exactly what you can be. Fuck it. She was a nominee for the nomination of 
Joe Biden's corpse. She lost to Joe Biden's corpse. In fact, the Democratic Party manipulated the primary contest so that people would drop out. So that Joe Biden's corpse would have a better chance of beating the crackpot socialist Bernie Sanders, who hasn't had a new idea in 60 years for the progressive party. How is it that progressive just means going more towards socialism? Like what could be more regressive than reverting to the most heinous political philosophy of the last 200 years? Or let's say 150 years. There's nothing progressive about that. But of course, it makes sense in that context, because now we live in opposite world where as long as you say stuff around the right people and they will get your back on it, you can pretty much say anything you want and do anything you want as long as they choose not to cancel you, which basically means you just kowtow to them all the time. And uh, it's the, the, the cancel mob and the woke culture and the Democratic Party is basically like running a protection racket the way the mob does, the way the Italian mafia does not. Well, hey, I can't call them Italian mafia because that would be racist. Um, but I'm not talking about the Antifa Black Lives Matter mob because uh, they don't protect anybody, although they are kind of the gatekeepers to the protection racket. But how is this workable? Okay, beyond the uh, the one drop policy and the uh, the discernment of identities that we are going to have to undergo, there will actually be think pieces in the next few years. Once this stupid policy comes into effect in, I guess, 2024, there will be think pieces about whether or not some actor or actress is suitably black enough for their movie to to be in the running for an Oscar. And as soon as a film comes out that is not eligible, but it is so undeniably good that no one that that it takes away from the relevance of the Oscars just on the basis of that film not being uh, eligible for nomination, that this policy will come uh, like careening into a cliffside. And exploding like oh so many CGI graphics in the Black Panther and other marble Marvel. I just said marble. Fuck. Remember Marble Madness on the Nintendo? I bet some of you guys are like millennials or zoomers and you're like, no, I don't remember Marble Madness. Well, you should. It was about very angry marbles. But of course, Hollywood hopes to never get to that point. And of course the Academy would try their best not to nominate something like that because they don't want to see this policy ever put to the test. What they want is for everyone to do their damnedest to fall in line with this policy in the hopes that they will never actually have to enforce it. So they'll get all the PR credit that they're getting right now from similarly terrible people. And they will never actually have to have the courage of this very stupid and immoral conviction. Just like always. And what happens when all of these movies are just bad? 
And they're not, I'm not saying that they'd be bad because they have more minority representation. I'm saying that the amount of minority representation has absolutely nothing to do with the quality of artwork. And then we get into the discussion. Is this even art? And of course it's not. It's commercial art. It's the equivalent of hanging paintings all over your house that you bought at Ikea. That's what we get as art now. And again, this is not art. It is cultural propaganda sold to us as art. Music does the same thing. We talked about Cardi B the other day, or well, I talked about them or her. You listened or didn't. But Cardi B is not art. Okay. If it is music, fine, but it's music that was made in a lab. It's not music that was made by an artist expressing their true feelings. It is commercial product. Like if art is a beautiful handcrafted chair, Cardi B is the cheapest chair at Ikea that you take out of the box and put together. And after those four hours of excruciatingly stupid work, you realize, oh, hey, this chair sucks. Art is made by artists. And we need to stop calling pop musicians artists. We need to stop calling every fucking movie that gets made art. We need to stop calling every actor an artist. Many of these people are craftsmen, which is totally fine, by the way. I hope everybody enjoys their job and finds something that they can do for work that affords them a lifestyle that they want and that they get to apply their skills to it. Okay. But that doesn't make you an artist. You can't just call yourself an artist and then be an artist. That's not how that works. You have to perfect a craft and then use it to communicate something common about the human experience that can only have come from you. That's what makes you an artist. Getting two lines in Transformers 6 is not the work of an artist and doesn't require the work of an artist. If I could be subbed in today for your movie role, you're not an artist. Sorry. And it's funny that Hollywood is doing this to itself by choice because Hollywood is quite possibly one of the most immoral places on earth. And for whatever part I have played in that society, I kind of feel guilty about, you know, I've worked in Hollywood nightlife for a long time and my job was basically connecting people and making sure that they had fun. And I had a lot of fun doing that at times. And other times I hated myself in my life. You know, that's something I had to deal with just like everybody else has to deal with the things that they don't like about their jobs. And I'm not complaining. It afforded me a lifestyle where I could pursue other interests until, of course, we get shut down with this nonsense lockdown. And then I don't have that option anymore. I have to find different things. Or hopefully they'll just 
lock us all up long enough that we can become dependent on the government forever. And what do we do about, uh, what do we do about past Oscar winners? How long is it until we have to review old Oscar films and old Oscar winners on the basis of our current milieu and decide who was and was not deserving. Are we going to retroactively award Oscars to other people? I mean, I wouldn't bet against that. Are we going to go back and take Oscars away from other people and from other films? I mean, we've already tried canceling Gone with the Wind. What else can we take awards away from? You know, it'll be really classy is when they decide to do it to dead people. So they can't even complain. And then what they'll do is call everybody defending that racist. You know, defending the fact that they actually did win. And that was the most important film of the day. But of course, again, that doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. No one stopped Harvey Weinstein, especially not the Obamas and the Clintons, because they were all buddies. Did people really not know what Harvey Weinstein was doing on some level? Everybody in this town heard he was a creep. And here's the thing that I was going to say on the old podcast way back, and I didn't want to say it and couldn't say it. And that's part of why I stopped doing the old podcast, because the moment was so fraught and dangerous for anyone to express an opposing position. But what I was going to say, and I said this privately to people then, and I don't know why I was hesitant to say it then, but. I guess I was more concerned about my reputation and I was more concerned. I, I, I felt like, uh, I don't know, maybe I was just a pussy. Who knows? could be that. But here's the truth. If Harvey Weinstein could still win a woman an Oscar today and he was holding an open casting, there would be 3,000 Hollywood women lined up around the blocks they would weave in and out of the streets, waiting all day and night for that casting. And by the way, men would do it too. I'm not saying it's just the women. But knowing what they know now, people would still do it. Because there's no morality here. Morality in Hollywood is transactional, period. Okay? Fun is transactional, friendship is transactional, sex is transactional, and certainly anything revolving around the entertainment business is transactional. To pretend otherwise is insane. And so now we have these, these people whose only morality is transactional telling us what it means to be good now. And what it means to be good now is to instill race quotas and enforce race quotas on awards. What could be less important now than an Oscar? Why are we forcing people who represent minority groups 
to consider whether or not they could have won an Oscar in 2010. Someone's going to win an Oscar in 2025 and wonder if they ever could have won an Oscar in 2010, because now we have lowered the standards. And I'm not saying that this is about their talent. There is no reason why black actors are not as talented as white actors. They are. And every other minority as well. There is nothing about skin color or ethnicity that makes you a better actor. Denzel Washington is as good as it gets. He's black. Shocker. No one needs to pretend that Denzel is not excellent. Denzel did not need categories to be expanded and artificial rules to be placed on an entire industry so that he could succeed and excel. That is what excellence is. But of course, the Oscars no longer represent excellence. Now they only represent politics. And what happens when a minority actor is excellent and just happens to be a conservative? Well, that person's not going to win because the whole fucking point is to represent a political position. It's not to represent your skin color or your minority status. And let's look because they actually did release a list of the standards, which is insane because I mean, people are going to be refused jobs on the basis of race. Could this have anything to do with the state of California taking the anti-discrimination language out of its constitution? Yup. I bet it does. So here we go. A one in their, uh, you know, list of factors, at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, Asian, Hispanic slash Latin X, which is not a thing. Black slash African-American indigenous Native American slash Alaskan native Middle Eastern slash North African. Well, that's not fair. Those are different ethnic groups. Middle Eastern, North African. Where are the South Africans? That's fucked up. Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander or other underrepresented race or ethnicity. What? Which one did they miss? Here's A2. General ensemble cast, at least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups. Women. What? Racial or ethnic group. LGBTQ plus. Or people with cognitive or physical disabilities or who are deaf or hard of hearing. I feel like maybe that's the easiest one to get yourself into. Like I say what a lot because I'm not paying attention when people are talking to me generally. 
Oh, that's a joke. It's a joke about how the ideas in my head are, are much more interesting to me. I was being a cocky bastard. That's the joke. Get it? Ha ha ha. All right. So there are your standards. Good luck getting a job based on your talent. Thank God you didn't waste the last 20 years of your life trying to become good at something. Communists. Okay. These are communists. Kirstie Alley had the balls to, well, not the balls, you know, you can't say that. She had the balls to come out and say how ridiculous this is. And of course, there are articles about people on Twitter getting mad at her. And of course, Ava DuVernay had to step up and slam her because that's important. God, we better get Ava DuVernay's opinion on this. What the fuck? I'm not even saying she's bad or anything, but like, why did we select gatekeepers from who's relevant now on Twitter and allow them to change an industry? I really, really hope that the counterculture that is arising right now will extend to film. And that the most talented people in Hollywood will leave this industry behind and form their own outside industry independently of these studios. You see, the thing is, this is the, this is the craziest part. You know, the most talented people in the world work in these industries but the industry didn't build these talented people. The talented people build the industry. And when the talented people are gone, if there isn't equal talent to replace them, then they're going to continue making better work than this industry can produce. And with the decentralization of outlets and everything else, why can't there be a competing streaming service? Why can't there be competing movie studios? All of this stuff is possible. It's not possible right now, but the market will dictate what needs to happen in the future. And if Hollywood continues to proceed down its racist and sexist path, which it has been doing for a very long time. And again, this is fucking crazy because Hollywood actors and celebrities and producers, all this bullshit. They dictate so much of what culture is to the rest of the country. And by doing so, they get to cover up their own behavior. They donate enough money to progressive causes. They donate enough money to progressive politicians. And they say all the right things on Twitter. And then nobody bothers looking behind the curtain and seeing how fucking terrible and stupid these people are. There are so many sociopaths in this town. It is utterly insane. These people's entire existence is built around the growth of their own public image and their personal lives, their private lives are shaped around buttressing that public image. Do they just think that no one's going to find out? 
No one will ever find out that all these people are fucking liars who don't know anything. Are you kidding me? And we are in a, again, we're in a period right now um, where we are going to see celebrities, actors, influencers paid a whole lot of money to influence your political opinions. The best thing we can do is call this out and show it to our own social media channels. When you see one of these ads with someone, you know, championing masks or telling you how to vote and how to request your ballot. And here's what you got to do And here. Well, do it for the Democrats and blah, blah, blah. I vote for Joe Biden. If their post looks like it was put together by a PR team or corporate branding, it was all right. These people do not deserve the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't matter if you like them in the Hulk. They do not deserve the benefit of the doubt. They are being paid taxpayer money to propagandize taxpayers. This is what happens in totalitarian authoritarian regimes. This is exactly like 1984. I talked about state media and controlled demolition. We have a state media. It's just segmented. It's not one channel. People try to pretend Fox News is state media for Donald Trump. It is not. Fox News is sometimes nice to Donald Trump, which people on the left think is the same as them totally getting Donald Trump's back. It is not. Every other bit of media and entertainment and tech and all the old guard supports Democratic establishment politicians. That is state media. Celebrities parroting state media talking points are useful idiots for statist regimes. So are influencers, so are celebrities and actors, whatever it is. Okay. One of those I definitely said twice. But that's what this is. This is state media propaganda being pushed out through social media channels to influence the outcome of an election. And they are being paid taxpayer money to do it. That is pathetic. And the crazy thing is that we are stuck in this pattern of believing that politics is going to save culture. That somehow Donald Trump ruins culture. No, Donald Trump is a product of culture. And that the only way to save culture is by getting rid of Donald Trump. It is our responsibility to save culture, not Donald Trump's responsibility. He's not our dad. He's not our friend. He's the president. His goal and his job is to look out for America's needs. America, the country, not you personally and your ego and your unthinking sense of morality. And I was going to talk about how Trump banned critical race theory, but maybe I'll save that for tomorrow because this is running long and it is already after high noon, although that it, it, it is high noon somewhere, I'm told. So, uh, Go check out the Substack. I'm your moderator. Substack.com. If you want to see the writing, uh, follow at I'm your moderator on Instagram and Twitter. If I ever get Twitter back, if I ever get out of the dungeon, and I will be back 
at an earlier reasonable time tomorrow on the same reasonable podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. They're like thundercats, but in pods on the same reasonable podcast network. Listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm your moderator. If you have feedback, you can email Hey moderator at I'm your or use the hashtag Hey moderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search be reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
It's hell!